Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage. With you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. You send the tweets, you send them hot. At Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A. And we had Evan Silva on earlier. Great stuff with him. I'll continue to do it. All throughout the day. Do you, if you want to vent on the Raiders, if you want to vent on your favorite team, if you want to vent on the Giants or the Jets or God knows what, even though the Jets had a pretty good draft so far, go right on ahead and do it. 855-2124-CBS. If you want to crow on one of those teams, if you're a really excited Redskins fan because you got Dwayne Haskins, if you're a really excited Broncos fan because you got Drew Locke and some defense, if you're really excited about what you did, go right on ahead. 855-212-4227. Straft weekend. You dare to dream, and I dare to let you dream right here on CBS Sports Radio. I tried to tell you last week, though. I tried to tell you, and so many people, because Russell Westbrook fans, including myself, we don't want to hear reason. I love Russell Westbrook. You can ask Tom. I've been a defender of Russell Westbrook for a long time. Last week, I had to take the gloves off finally and see what reasonable things were and see the truth of the matter. You let 15-point leads get away. You let other teams just dominate you where you think that you were supposed to be dominant before. You let the media get to you by doing next question to everybody, which I'm telling you, Russ, and you refuse to listen because you're going to do it your own way. You catch more flies with honey, babe. You take care of your business. Steven Adams plays on your team. The media loves Steven Adams. You catch more flies with honey, Russ, but you want to do it your way, then fine. If you want to do it your way and turn the media against you, because what they do is they're a conduit for the fan, and so if they ask that question and you are a nasty person to the media person who asked the question, but you still ask the question, they'll be on your side. But what you do is you make it impossible for a lot of people to be on your side because you next question them on, and you're nasty about it. And then when you go out and lose in the fashions that you've lost, then you're going to start to turn people against you. And while I fought this thought so many times, and trust me, I didn't want to do it. I had to admit it last week that if he lost this series, if Oklahoma lost this series, he is simply Matt Stafford of the NBA. Ken, how could you? Matt Stafford's never been an MVP. Ken, how could you? Matt Stafford's never won in the postseason. Hold on. Which one's easier to make the postseason, in the NBA or the NFL? The NBA. How many more slots are in the NBA? You know exactly how many more slots. It's tougher to be in the col- it's tougher to be in the playoffs in the NFL. It's tougher for one guy to manipulate everything the way that they do in the NFL. That's why we believe Tom Brady is 
basically not even human. That's why we believe that the quarterback, which is the most important position in sports, arguably, is going to be the most powerful person in the NFL and in sports because we make these arguments. So when I have a guy like Matt Stafford where he does struggle to get to the postseason, he does have inflated yardage, where I look at some of the stats in the juice pace era of Russell Westbrook and think the same thing where he definitely has some inflated stats. He definitely finds himself taking over on a Western Conference team that gets to the postseason with the sixth seed with very little around him. Oh, except they have Paul George and they do have Steven Adams, and you're supposed to lead them above. And yeah, I know that you were going on against a three seed, and it's a little bit difficult. However, when you're looked at as an MVP candidate every single year, based on these stats, and you refuse to get to any sort of realistic standpoint of what we've come to enjoy from previous MVPs, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry winning multiple NBA championships. The standard has changed. It will change for Harden or Giannis or anybody else after that. So when you have 2020 and we're all excited for you, Russ, we really are, including myself, there has to be a return on that investment. And so if I look at the playoffs, yeah, it's it's easier for you to make the playoffs than it is for Matt Stafford. It's easier for you to have a run back when you had Kevin Durant than it is for Matt Stafford. Calvin Johnson was great. Same difference. If I look at the stats right now with Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, who is an NBA MVP, and I can't take that away, basically gave him a reward for a 44-win season when it used to be the best player, and it has been at times the best player on the best team. If I put them side by side and I see Russell Westbrook as a Hall of Famer because of what he's done and maybe that basketball might be a little bit easier to do that. And I know we got calls and we'll get to this here in a moment. I look at Matt Stafford right now with the current yardage, 38-526. I put eight more years. I take away his two best season. Then I add in eight more years. He'll finish with 67-047. That will be fifth all-time in passing yards. Everybody around him, Hall of Famer. Current touchdowns for Matt Stafford, 237, plus eight more seasons, taking away the highest two, putting it on average. He will put him at 401 total touchdown passes. Right now, that would put him six. He's currently with some active passers who will more than likely pass him up, Ben Roethlisberger being one of them. He'll still be top eight by the way this looks. Everybody around him, you guessed it, a Hall of Famer. Matt Stafford will probably not be a Hall of Famer. Russell Westbrook, more than likely a Hall of Famer. What's the legacy? It's harder to win a championship in the NFL if you're one of the primetime players. It is. In the NBA, it's exceedingly hard to win a championship. Ask LeBron James. But to bring your team within that distance many, many times over, I don't need to question his legacy. I really don't. And we do this because we've gotten to Kevin Durant's GOAT. Hit, hit what I'm going to tell you at 12.40 p.m. Eastern. Why we've gotten to Kevin Durant's ego, Kevin Durant really doesn't have to answer that question. His old teammate does. When you turn yourself against the media, which basically in turn will turn you against the fans if you're not able to win after that time, I have no other recourse. When you put together dramatically impressive stats, like Matt Stafford has in the regular season, and you can't make a run with yourself in the postseason, you're in Matt Stafford land. 
I don't mean any sort of negativity and nastiness towards Matt Stafford. I try not to. I know he's going through some stuff right now. It just is the argument that I have to make because it's the comparison that I have to make. Phillip Rivers, five wins in the playoffs, AFC title game. Maybe you could try to do that. Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, more than likely. Matt Stafford, on the other hand, you've been given some opportunities. You're one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Russell Westbrook is one of the highest-paid people in the NBA. It is apples and apples in those terms. 855-212-4CBS. Let me get to Tony in Vancouver, Washington. Tony, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, bud. Hey, Ken. It's the big mystery. What does Magic's The Truth Will Come Out tweet Did you see that? Did you see that, too? The pundits don't know. The media don't know. I think I know. Tell me. Uh, you know, they brought LeBron in two weeks before the free agent, you know, into the free agency period with cap space for two, at least two other stars. Nobody showed up. Nobody, not even the LA guys who wanted to go to the Lakers came to the Lakers. You know, Magic's, you know, Magic's going, I got no trade assets to bring superstars in. You know, LeBron's popular with the media. He's popular with his fan base, mm-hmm. but he's not popular where he needs to be, and that's amongst Bingo. the NBA fraternity. Bingo. The fans do not – I mean, the, the players do not like him, I don't think. So Magic Senior, Magic's a happy guy. He's got a oh, happy life. He Tony, don't need the LeBron cloud hanging over his head. Yeah. He doesn't – yeah, he doesn't Well, it also – he doesn't need – when he wants to talk about other players, and I, and I do believe I, – I don't think that this is all just cut and dry, Tony. Stay with me for a second. I don't okay. think that it's all cut and dry that he's just never going to talk to anybody again. He'll definitely talk to players. He said it himself. He's going to try to still help out the Lakers, but it's just not going to cost him $50,000 every time he talks to him because he doesn't have tampering. Plus <laughs> – I bet he probably knows that they're not going to get those guys. And there's a simple reason for it. Tony, let me ask you, how old are you? I'm 60. You're 60 years old. It's been a long time since you were 21 years old, but I hope you remember a little bit of when you were 21. Do you remember how old 35 seemed when you were 21? Yeah, it was ancient. (laughs) And that's where LeBron is going to be. And when you have some of these young guys out there who are finally charting their their own course – he has sucked the air out of the room and the NBA. How many one of these guys? And I know that there's not many 21-year-old free agents who can just bounce anywhere else out there. But how many guys have played with LeBron? One, Dwayne Wade. Everybody else plays for LeBron. And if you're 26, 27 years old or 21 going into it, do you really want to play with that guy at the end of his career? Or do you want to chart your own path? Well, the thing is, not only that, I mean, he's made trade demands during the season. He's bucked against the coach. I mean, Magic can't control him. So why does Magic want to be in the middle of that? What this has turned into, and Tony, you hit on a lot of great stuff, and I thank you very much for the call. What this turns into is I think LeBron has turned into a consultant for the L.A. Lakers. I think that at his age at 34 years old, going on 35, younger guys are being turned off by that. I think they do respect LeBron. I think they respect the greatness, and I respect, and I think they respect that he's made it possible in a lot of other aspects, he and some of the other guys in his generation, to create more, to create more hubbub for their own personal brands and to create more money for them and their own personal brands. I think there is respect there, but you respect people who came before you. It doesn't mean you always want to work with them because you end up working for them. And I think that's what LeBron James is going through. That's why people are excited about the Clippers. And they got smoked yesterday by Kevin Durant. They won two games out of that series and bye bye 
and the clip and the and the Warriors will probably go on and win the win the NBA Finals, and the Clippers will have themselves a nice summer, and they're excited about it because they have the shot at Kev, uh, Kawhi Leonard. What do the Lakers have? You have an owner who doesn't really know what she's doing. You have Rob Palenka who already looks like a lame duck. You want to bring back Ty Lue? Okay, well, all right, you guys got Ty Lue. And you have LeBron and a bunch of players he doesn't want on the team, and the team doesn't want to be around him, but you can't go out and get other free agents. Meanwhile, the Clippers gave up Blake Griffin and still made the postseason. And everybody loves them, and they got beat by the Warriors in the first round. They're going to have a fun summer. They had a successful year as an eight seed and getting bounced in the first round. Post that around. The L.A. Clippers and pro sports had a successful season. LeBron, on the other hand, exactly what Tony said. Let me try to get to Danny in Miami. What's to talk about the fish and Rosa? Danny, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how's it going? Um, first off, thanks for taking my call. Um, Glad to have you. For the first time in a very, very long time, I'm 32 years old, so I started watching the Dolphins when I was about 9, 10 years old. I really started getting into them. Uh, since the 2000s, I don't remember us ever having a direction or something happening where we have somewhere to go, something, oh, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we've been so mediocre. We're, 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 the, we're the most mediocre team in the NFL, I believe. Um, we, we preach 500. And finally, um, when we got Flores, I wasn't a big fan, to be honest, because all these disciples that leave Belichick, they fold. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that whole story, but... Now that I see what's happening in the draft, what we did with Rosen yesterday, I, I'm not going to lie. I did not want Rosen for a second rounder. I thought that was too high. I was okay with a third or fourth rounder. But then when we traded back and we received an extra second rounder for the following year, yeah. where essentially we got Rosen for a fifth rounder because we lost our fifth rounder to them for next year. When we did that move, that one move made me say, that's a Belichick move. That's something that the Patriots do. The Dolphins were never smart enough to do something like that. And that put a big smile on my face. I liked what Chris Greer did. I, I, I agree with you. In following them for the last, gosh, how long has it been since Dan Marino's retired now? Uh, Danny, following them, they I think that where they're at right now, and you're in Miami. You live in Miami. How many things are there to do in Miami, Florida? You could probably take up the rest of the show telling me what there's to do in Miami, correct? Correct. So you're in competition, not just with the weather, but you're also in competition with with wealthy people who are on vacation, being a destination. You have been in competition in the past with the Miami Heat and tremendous superstars being there. We just got done talking about LeBron. You've been in competition off and on with the Hurricanes. I know that the Marlins are a different type of conversation. In the sports viewing world, they've still drawn okay, but it hasn't been that fever like what it was in the 1980s and 1990s when Marino and Duper and Clayton and those guys were all doing what they do in the AFC East and Dan Marino was putting up 60,000-yard careers. It hasn't been that way, but where you're at, it's very difficult to tell the fans, hey, we're going to do it this way and we're going to suck up the room for a little bit, but we're going to really find our quarterback. They really haven't been able to do that because I think that and I, I respected Wayne Izinga. I, I don't mean to talk ill about the guy, but I don't think that he was willing to commit to the bit to do that, to bring in other people, and I certainly didn't think that Stephen Ross was willing to do so. Right now, they are. And we'll see what Josh Rosen can do, Danny. If Josh Rosen can become a good quarterback, a really good quarterback, it could be one of the best stories of the year. Hopefully, people will do an about-face on him. And if not, hopefully, 
and I get a little nervous about this, you'll find yourself in a position to take one of the preeminent quarterbacks because in that area, in places like Cleveland, they love football, they live it and breathe it. you got other things you can do in Miami. I, I think it's a scary scenario if you take the wrong quarterback again and then you suck up the room again for another three or four years. The one problem is this. The Josh Rosen wasn't a move to say he's going to be our franchise quarterback. We're going to mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna bank on him. When we traded back and we got the extra second rounder, basically we're playing with house money when it comes to Josh Rosen. If he falls this year, then whatever. Next year we have a high pick. If he does well this year, we have a quarterback for the next three years that we're paying $2.3 million a year. And if he falls, we have a backup quarterback for the next three years that we're paying $2.3 million a year. There was like a no-lose situation, in my opinion, in trying this guy out. Thank you very much. I'll hang up in it. Danny, I don't mind the call, and I thank you very much for making it. 855-212-4CBS. No, the way it is is if you have Josh Rosen with the, with the weapons around him, you can have an interesting argument and talk about Josh Rosen. And when I say you suck up the room again, I think that needs to be taken in a different context because what Danny says is true. 7-9, and 8-8, 6-10, 7-9, 8-8, 6-10, maybe a 10-6, and six, but not really much there. 9-7, and seven, you had a couple of years there. You went to the playoffs, played the Ravens once, and that was it. You went to the playoffs here and there. There was the final years with Marino, which were not as great as what we want to make them out to be, Jimmy Johnson and everything. But when you see what the Dolphins are doing right now, you just want it to pay off. I think that a lot of things have to go perfect for it to pay off for Miami. And I mean perfect. And I don't see anything in a draft or anything in the NFL that ever goes perfect. But with Rosen, you get yourself a chance. He was just a 10th overall guy last year. And if he sucks, he sucks. You didn't give up the world. And if he sucks... And I don't think he will, but if he is bad, well, then you get one of the top three picks and hopefully you can reset your franchise. I think you can do this once in Miami. I don't know if you can do it again with that fan base. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. we'll do five burning questions, and I think that we took out our LeBron aggression on Kevin Durant. Up next, if you're looking for a wife... You want the women who were at the bachelorette party in Nashville. I'll tell you why. Next on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. person that's going to pay for this is my husband when I refuse to watch football the in, entire season. Like, I, I'm talking no, no Super Bowl. No. Because you get married once. Yep. How often does the draft happen? Every freaking year. Every year. I don't understand the big deal. Everybody's all mad at these women for what they said. Do you understand how great that is? Can we get that audio again? Listen to the words in this. Go ahead. Play it again. Run it back. Go. The person that's going to pay for this is my husband when I refuse to watch football the in, entire season. Like, I, I'm talking no, no Super Bowl. No. Because you get married once. Yep. How often does the draft happen? Every freaking year. Every year. Hey, I'm not trying to be sexist over here whatsoever. I'll play it both ways. Watch this. The word was, it wasn't that she wasn't going to let him watch football. She said she's not going to watch football. Folks, your problem is solved. I don't understand. And if you want to get into it, fine. You know the number. Go ahead and call it up. Because I just don't understand these couples who claim that they like sports together and watch sports together. I'm a sports talk radio show host. I live and breathe with this stuff. It is my business. My business is your entertainment. I say I'm a clown here, but for your amusement. 
My wife doesn't give a damn about any of the sports that are in my town or any of the sports that are going on nationally. And what I'm saying, I could be speaking lemonies to her. She does not care. And I tell you what, I'm a very happy husband back at the Carmen household. I don't understand why we have to have, of all things, a lot of guys, if you're listening to this, you take sports relatively seriously. More than likely. You want to hear draft, which I just saw the saddest picture ever of Albert Huggins. I hope someone drafts him soon or I'm going to cry or I'm going to drive there and make the Browns draft him. Um, you take it relatively seriously. And I, I, I see relationships. I've been married nearly eight years. It's not that I know everything there is to know. But I see that people fight over money. And I see that people fight over personal space. I see people that fight o- over possessions. I see couples that that can't really make it work based on everything, and I don't know why. One of the one of the strongest things we fight about in America: football, baseball, basketball, college football. You want to invite that into a marriage and into your household? You might as well be inviting another girlfriend in or another boyfriend in. I think it's the same risk inviting sports into your relationship as it is another sexual partner. You will eventually find jealousy. You will eventually find anger. You will eventually find frustration. It will be one of the things you use against each other to tear each other apart. If you're a woman and you like sports, find yourself a guy who's a bookworm. Find yourself a guy who's really into Twilight. Find yourself a guy who's really into Avengers movies. Do not find yourself a guy who wants me to tell them where I think Hakeem Butler is going to be drafted. Don't, Don't do that. Don't do that. It's the same thing when we see these people in the South. And ESPN likes to make commercials out of it, and everybody else does. Here's an Auburn fan, and she's married to her husband, the Alabama fan. And we have these cute pictures together. There's the Alabama fan, and at their wedding, when they cut the cake, it was LSU colors. Those type of couples have holes in their drywall. Don't invite that into your house. Whoever this guy is, I want to shake his hand. He's a genius. He knew that the draft was in Nashville. He didn't stop the draft from being in Nashville. And now guess what he gets to do? Watch sports whenever he wants, and she's not going to watch him. And I hope that those two are married for 70 years. I hope they die together like the end of the notebook. Because that is what a happy marriage is. I hope that they have a two-car garage and a white picket fence and a dog and upteen kids, and they just have something that you see in a Prudential commercial during the Masters. Except that he'll be watching the Masters, and she'll be watching something else or just enjoying her own time. Because that's what sports does. It allows you to enjoy your own time. You need those things. Not everything has to happen together. And that is the thing that people couldn't get from that audio. The NFL draft did you a service. Tom's probably disgusted more than likely, but the NFL draft did you a service. You fight over money, you fight over everything else. Why on earth would you want to fight about sports? You invite that in, heaven help you. I'm just trying to help relationships here, America. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, five burning questions, and I think we took our LeBron aggression out on Kevin Durant. Right now, it's the latest sports update. Is this Darwin Zook, Tom? Yes, it is, Ken. (laughs) Latest sports update. 
Hey, by the way, how much are you benching right now, Darwin? Oh, it's, it's gone down, man. I'm getting old. What do you mean it's gone down? Yeah, it's not what it used to be, you know? Watching you go, the notebook hey, you go, too much. You going to go get the gas? <laughs> you going to go get on the gas? No, can't do that. Come on. Come on. You going to meet me in a Burger King bathroom in the middle stall and we'll, we'll do the exchanging money in the, in the, in the whole the, thing? I'll do a burger eating contest with you. I'd win Listen that, too. To you. Yeah. you used to look like Lou freaking Ferrigno now, you fat pig. <laughs> what are you doing? It's all over, Ken. Come on. God, fine. One o'clock Eastern. We got Matt Snyder joining us, Major League Baseball writer for CBS Sports. Up next, it's Fat Pig Darwin Zook with the latest sports <laughs> update. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Tom's mad at me, America. <laughs> Tom's uh, mad. Why are you mad at me, Tom? Tell everybody why I'm you're mad. mad. I'm not mad. I'm not I just told Tom shoot. his relationship's going to end in divorce. Oh, you were in a shoot. I just looked at my Facebook. You realize what the nature of my relationship, don't you? I mean, you just did an entire segment how people who have sports in their relationship are doing it wrong. And I said I'm engaged if, to somebody who works for NHL and MLB Network and who I left watching, who woke up this morning to watch Premier League soccer and I left her at home. Well, how about, how about this? How's about this? Hold on. Yeah. Are you guys, do you guys like the same teams? No, which does help. <sighs> I don't think it does. It would be I, weird. I, I don't think it does. It would be weirder if we were both, say, Giants fans. Yeah. Uh, because, for example, she uh, can't stand Eli Manning. She hasn't been able to stand Eli Manning going back to when I met her, basically. She's a Giants oh, fan. Okay. Like Now all Giants fans don't like Eli Manning. When I met her, I was like, you're crazy. This man won you two Super Bowls. How can you possibly not appreciate this? So things like that, if on the same team, it'd be a little bit, I think, stranger. It's much mm-hmm. easier to talk. I'm the Jets fan. She's the Giants fan. She doesn't care about basketball. We both I, for the I Rangers. Just, man. We both met fans, uh, actually. All right, well, at least you got that going for you. I just, I, I'm, I'm confused just pointing out where I, you I, think there's a problem with this. I, I'm not saying there's a problem with you. I'm no, not no, saying in general, there's a problem with you. I'm confused where the the problem arises because because what? I'm I just think you got other things you can. I, I think you got other things you can fight about, and eventually, the fights that you have about other things, sports will go in, and I think that that becomes a problem over time. And I just I feel that if you are inviting sports into your relationship, you, really you might as well be inviting in a, a third sexual partner. You really think that someone fighting in a marriage is going to fight about sports? Like, t- and oh god, do you understand? Married people, they will. F- married people will fight about anything. There is a guy right now who's been married for twenty years, driving right now, Tom, and he's laughing his ass off at you. Married people fight about everything, okay. every single thing. You will find a fight about. You don't think that they're going to fight about sports? Then they'll fight about anything they ha- they, they're interested Please. in. Though. Like Please. You're blaming, you're blaming a, a, a co-interest in sports on potential fighting, but they will literally fight about anything that they're interested or not interested no, in. No, I'm anything. saying married people because they live with each other are prone right. to fight about anything, and it will certainly turn to sports. Isn't it nice okay. if you— Yours is the relationship that's going to work out, I'm sure. Isn't it great <laughs> if you can enjoy an NFL Sunday together with your significant other and not have it be yeah. this weird, like, I'm going to go do man time— and you go That's not do- no, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm. It doesn't have to be that way. Okay. We can enjoy separate but equal types of things. 
but they must remain separate. Are you ready to do five burning questions now since you're worked it fully into a shoot? I am not the one worked into a shoot, I don't think. The only time you've ever been this worked into a shoot was when I said that Tom Brady was still the greatest ever. No, that time I really was. No, 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 that's not the take that got you me were upset. Full on you said shoot you wanted mode. him to live forever and the Patriot yes, dynasty to go on indefinitely. That's what it is, and it's true. You're out of your mind. You, you're kidding me. I think you just do this to try to get me off. No, it's not know, true. And you, fine. that time you succeeded. This if anybody's stuff, out there, if anybody's out there, I'll still I'll still say it again, and I'll say it after five burning questions. Who would you rather beat in the AFC Championship game, the Cincinnati Bengals or the New England Patriots? That is such an unfair. That way shouldn't to frame be a, that, that shouldn't be a long way you to think about. How it. ridiculous that was. Go ahead. Right, let's five burning questions. questions. Let's go. Let's talk about I know your you Browns. Got, uh, your yeah, favorite topic. I, I know it's got what it. Okay, yeah, so, no. so come on, come on, put that knife in and twist. You let's were go. Me- let's no, see no, it. no. We're going on the good side. So the Browns oh. were obviously absent from night one of the draft this year. Their first pick ends up being a slam dunk, a player that a lot yeah. of people thought was the number one cornerback in this draft, Greedy Williams yeah. from LSU. Yeah, he oh, should yeah. be a st- starter in the short term. Uh, yeah. And he also made some viral news in a tweet by our boy Daryl Ryder that you were included on, actually. And Daryl Ryder tweeted out, quote, the Browns are going to the Super Bowl this year. I know that. End quote. Greedy Williams, all aboard the Ken Carmen Super Bowl Browns train. So what do you make of that quote? I think that people who think it's bullets aboard material are ridiculous and still believe in ghosts. If you believe, I swear to God, if you believe in that as bullet to board, but we're really going to beat the Browns now because Greedy Williams said they're going to the Super Bowl, please. If you need that as motivation, then you're struggling to even fit in the NFL. That's stuff for stupid movies that people watch. That's Sonny Weaver Jr. garbage. Stop. Because Greedy Williams said they're going to the Super Bowl this year. Well, now we got to take it and run with that. And there are people, why did he say that? Why did he say that? What it's the same thing as saying. Say? Say whatever you want to. He's excited. He just got drafted into the NFL. He's raised by a single mother. He's had to deal with a lot of str- a lot of struggle his entire life. His family's there. Everybody's with him. And then he comes out and he says, "We're going to the Super Bowl." Of course, he's excited. This is the biggest moment of the young man's life up until now. Of course, he's excited about that. The people who get mad about that and say that that's bulletin board material are the same ones who believe there's a curse on a video game. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure some shaman came over from Alaska and decided to put a curse on a Madden video game, and that's why everybody struggles over there. Good God. Can some of you people grow up? Who's Next. putting it on their bulletin board, by the way? It's not a direct thing about one team. You think oh, every what, other team what, is what, putting what did you Williams draft what, day then, quote? Then what did you want? Well, well, wait a minute. What did you want to answer then? then what, what, what question do you want me to answer? No, and I, I will answer the question. I'm, I'm completely agreeing with you. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just got now. so used to arguing with you there Come for a now. moment. I. Right. Now I'm the one worked into a shoot. Yes, Go that's ahead. what I was saying to begin with. Let's continue. So Joel Klatt of Fox Sports made his debut on the NFL Network draft show yesterday. I thought he did a great job. And he was also, he good? I didn't he, see He did it. a great job. And he also uh, provided a nugget about the uh, Josh Rosen-Kyler Murray situation that I think might be the answer, and barely anyone noticed it. So let's see what you think about Ooh. it, Ken. So what okay. Joel thinks is that they had to keep – Rosen on the roster up until the first selection was made and really until the contract uh, details with Kyler Murray were arranged because what the Cardinals were trying to do was negotiate baseball out of Kyler Murray's future and they would not have had the leverage to do that if the Cardinals traded Rosen before they made the pick. So what do you think about this explanation, Ken? What a great point. Yes. Because you could look at it and go, you already traded him. What are you going to do now? Bingo. Oh I'm not agreeing my to a single God. extra thing. You don't have a quarterback, well so go ahead. Done. Don't pick me. Yep. 
I, I kind of thought when they made a big deal about the Steve Kime thing and everybody's going, I can't believe how stupid this was. You weren't on the phones with anybody else. Yep. And I, I didn't think the same thing as that. That's a great thought by Joel Clad. I'm not going to try to embargo on that or try to take in on that. I, I think, though, that you can't. if you're not tipping your hand, you're not going to do that. You're not going to have any exploratory conversations. You're not going to have that, that type of thing. I, I think that you go in understanding that anything can happen in the draft. Anybody can offer you anything, and you know you're going to take a hit on that investment. And they still got a second-round pick, did they not? Were they going to get something top 10 for Josh Rosen when they took him 10th overall and they're getting rid of him? No, there's going to be a diminishing return. They still got a second-round choice, and they turned around and they flipped it. I know people brought up money. I I just disagree with taking Kyler Murray for the reasons they're taking him. That's why I'm still critical of of the Cardinals. I'm critical of the Cardinals because Steve Kime's still employed, but right now I really think he's just a puppet for Michael Bidwell now. So I'm critical of the Cardinals, but I'm not going to be critical for that reason. If you're really in love and you think you're going to do it, then go ahead. Go head over heels. Get married. See if it's going to work. And they're getting married to Kyler Murray. Next. The Jets have traded back twice already today, including just a second ago. But it looks like they're having a pretty solid draft so far. They had a pretty solid draft last year, but all seems to be a little bit Who is weird. This? this is the you my cut out. I swear to God. This is my okay, New I'm sorry, because you cut out there the for Athletics a second. Go ahead. Michael Lombardi is reporting that the Jets may fire Mike McCagnan. He's on the hot seat internally, and many in the league expect changes in the Jets' front office immediately following the draft. What is your reaction to this, especially considering that Mike McCagnan just hired a space alien to coach the team? This is going to make me have a stroke. Don't do this. Now, if you were going to do it, you would do it right after the draft because then you get an entire year of preparation for the next guy who comes in. So... On the calendar, this would be the time to do it. But my God, Tom, I think that I hear you sighing, and I feel the same way about this. You don't fire this guy. He's he. First off, you wanted him to go get you a winner. He got you a winner. You went ten and six the one year and went to the playoffs. Am, am I incorrect? I'm, I, I am I correct? I'm You're correct, correct, right? And then you decided that that wasn't good enough and you wanted to do it the right way. So he did it for you. He stripped it down and they started to put together draft picks and you put yourself in a position to take Sam Darnold. And that worked. Did it not work? It worked. And then you got Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams is going to be a badass defensive tackle for a while. The Jets are coming to take New York, folks. There's no other way I can say it. I love making fun of the Jets. There are people here who own a pizza shop in downtown where I live in this city who hate my guts because I bag on the Jets so much. I can't bag on the Jets right now. We'll see how Adam Gase works out. I know that, again, he looks like one of the aliens from Men in Black with skin pulled over his face. However, he's a pretty good offensive mind. We'll see what he can do with Sam Darnold. He won- Didn't they win seven games last year or six games? How many games they win last year? It's a great who was his quarterback? He had injured quarterbacks all over the place. That team's a mess. He still was able to get some wins. I think he's a little overrated, but I think that he's still a good offensive mind. Yeah, the Jets were four and twelve last year. What was Adam Gase in the fish? Seven and nine or six and ten? Seven and nine. He got seven and nine out of that team. He did. He ain't that bad. And now you want to fire Mike McKinnon? That would you would be typical Jets if you fire him after the weekend. I know we're short on time. Go 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 go. Okay, we were just talking about a cryptic Magic Johnson tweet. Here's a much more direct one about the second round of the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference second round matchups: <laughs> Raptors versus Sixers and Celtics versus Bucks will be some of the best in history. You can't pick a favorite because the teams are so evenly matched. So, Ken, does your level of excitement match Magic's? 
I can't wait. I, I think that this is going to be really, really good. Finally, we have a non-issue to talk about other than Russell Westbrook's non-answers and whether or not we miss LeBron in the postseason. I think this is going to be some really good basketball. Kyrie has a heightened sense right now. He played up to competition right there because people were thinking that the Pacers could get them. He destroyed that feeling. We'll see what the Bucks can do. I think a lot of people are rooting for the Bucks because they're the ones that are in America. Sorry, 590. I love you, but you know that a people in America were going to pull for an American team. And then I think with the 76ers, there's a little bit of infighting. There's a little bit of talking trash. Toronto, it seems to be their year to come out of the East. I think that this is some high drama, some great stuff. This is going to be a great second round of the postseason. Next. All right, last one. Russ Westbrook and the OKC Thunder crashed out again in the first round. Five games to the Blazers. They've won just four playoff games, period, since KD left them. What do they do now? Oh, you can't tear the thing down. I know that they keep talking about his contract. I, I think, can't you stay the course? Is that off the if, is that off the table for you? Does it look like they're going to win a playoff series anytime soon? No, the way no. Well, you got, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got Paul George yeah. and you have Russell Westbrook. Yeah, sure can do. you make other moves? I think there's probably other moves you can make. Where is their pick structure at? Where is their cap number at? Those are questions you have to ask. And you have to entice, try to entice a third star to come to Oklahoma City. Or you have to trade for that guy. So there are moves, but I, I don't know why you would throw the baby out with the bathwater already. You already did that when you got rid of James Harden back in the day. So now you have to try to fix this thing. Sam Presti's pretty good at what he does. You know I'm not a big fan of that owner, but I, I think you have to stick. You've signed this guy for a reason. He's what makes you relevant I don't know if you can just find somebody else, and I don't know if you're going to be able to keep that band together. You have to go back to the drawing board and get your head out of your ass and figure out what to do. What about Billy Donovan? What about Billy Donovan? Take him or leave him. I don't care about Billy Donovan. Okay. You could coach that team. I don't. I, I think that a lot of NBA That's coaches are, fi- are wildly runaway overrated. Trade, runaway train with Russell missing 15 jump shots a game. They're not going to win like that. Somebody's got to get well, who's control go- of the situation, or he has to improve as a player. And it's going to be it's going to be, it's going to be Billy Donovan. Who's going to tell Russell Westbrook? So. Who's going to control that situation? Is yeah. Phil going to control that situation? That's a great no. Question. Exactly. That's why it was a burning so you, question. You you are exactly, A5 and that's why question. you are you, and that's why they are held hostage by Russell Westbrook, and that's why he's the Matt Stafford of the NBA because Detroit's not going anywhere with or without Matt Stafford, and they're not going with or without. Russell Westbrook. Up next, more bats getting thrown. Vlad Guerrero taking over Major League Baseball. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports, next on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.